When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And uh, Ryan's is one beauts. Oh, this is standing ovation time for a six-time wow. world champion, Paralympic gold medalist in Sydney. He's one of our heroes, the pride of no. Budgie Boy, David Hall, wheelchair tennis legend. Good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show. Hey, hey, guys. Good morning. It's great to be with you. I love that. The pride of Budgie Boy. <laughs> yeah, That's great. Uh, I, I'm still lobbying council, even though we've got no councillors. I'm still lobbying for a statue of you up in Budgie Boy. Hey, I'm not sure if you heard the conversation, but what have been some of your highlights from this opening week? And we've seen some mind-blowing tennis. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's uh, it's been a, a crazy tournament. Like, you know, even from a few weeks before it began, like with the whole Djokovic saga, but... I mean, all the guys uh, that have been playing, you know, the first week, the Aussie guys, I think, have done well. I mean, you look at a guy like Chris O'Connell, who's ranked, what, 175 Mm. in the world, 27 years old. He's pretty much twirled away on the Challenger Tour for years. He's been injured a lot. They give him a wild card. He wins his first match, comes up against Schwartzman, the 13th seed. He beats him in straight. Now he's into the third round of a slam. Uh, he's guaranteed 200 grand, and he's got a great draw. He plays Maxine Creasy next from from the US, and and he's a, a real battler that's got a chance to go further. I mean, he's he's an incredible story. I heard you guys talking about Djokovic, um, and then Kyrgios, and you know that's been a, a drama with Kyrgios with all the comments that he made before the tournament began and then with the match that he played against Medvedev. But that's the crazy thing about Kyrgios. He's got so much talent, this guy. And I think at the end of the day, when he looks back on his career, I think he's just going to have a regret or two that he doesn't have a Grand Slam trophy in his cabinet. You know what? Unfortunately, I don't think he will. Because you know what he'll be doing? He'll be too busy counting his money. And not give a rats about uh, what's going on. Let's not forget, he's still in the doubles with Kokonakos. Yes, a special and, case. And, and you know what? That looked great last night. Look, I think he's trying to repair his image. I know my son, Corey, absolutely loves Kyrgios. And, uh, you know, he said to me through uh, last night, he said, why are they trying to hammer Kyrgios? He's been the most entertaining and engaging player in this tournament in the first week. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on that, David. But also, Sammy Stoza bows out uh, after oh. a... Yeah, I have my fingers crossed for her. <laughs> uh, is she a two-time Slam winner? And uh, you know what a great career, and she's flowing the flag. And I, th- I think she's the forerunner to what Ash Barty's been able to achieve. And again, mm. we speak about quality characters. Look at Sammy Stoza. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, she's had a, a great career, and she's one of those players that that realised that she had to take her fitness to another level. Uh, she got stronger, and she's she's had that massive kick serve that that really gave uh, Serena trouble in that US Open final and and she's just a classy player you know she goes out there does a job does the best runs for everything and then you know she's always uh, interesting in the press conferences and it'll be sad to see it go you know she struggled with injury 
uh, throughout the years. But I think you know, winning slams, uh, getting to the top of the rankings, uh, I think she'll be a candidate for the Hall of Fame. I think she'll be she'll be on the cards to, to go into Newport. But yeah, one of our one of our best uh, tennis players the last couple of decades. No doubt about it. You know, her performances have been amazing over the 20 years that she's been playing. And at 37, she's still got the best guns of any female playing tennis. That's all I know. Absolutely You're phenomenal. You're watching the tennis, oh, mate, her, her guns are bigger than mine. She is phenomenal. Well, well speaking of uh, watching the tennis, what about Camilla Giorgi, the Italian that played Barty last night? I mean, we're talking, she is Italian, so we're talking catwalks in Milan. <laughs> looks it a, to the tennis, fellas. Looks uh, a little like Sharapova. I want to, I want to touch on Dave. Uh, <laughs> The, the reigning champ of the sake and the females, she's out. Um, and Ash Barty now takes on the uh, the American. Uh, what is it? Anissa Mola. Yeah, it's interesting. I think, yeah, look, everyone thought it was going to be Barty and Osaka uh, mm. in the fourth round. I think that was mm. the, the match that Australia was looking to that maybe, you know, Barty could, could have a real struggle. But I've got to say, Anissa Mova is just, I mean, she played incredible. Saves a couple of match points. Uh, she's going to be a tough out for Barty. She's got raw power, 20 years old, nothing to lose. Uh, she's got Darren Cahill helping her out uh, yes. these, these two weeks. So, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a tough match for Barty. But look, Barty's in incredible form. Like she, you know, winning Adelaide, vying uh, to be the first Australian woman to win the singles get this guy since Chris O'Neill back in 1978 <laughs> like that that's a lot of history right there so yeah it's going to be a big match for, for both players hey we've got uh, New South Wales Swifts legend and high level coach Nerida Stewart who's joined us live this morning David and she would love to ask the next question <laughs> As she's, sweat, throw, as she's sweating bullets. They are throwing me under the bus. I, I want to just go back to, um, we talk about product and brand. We look at someone like Ash Barty, and forgive me, I cannot remember the young bloke's name that just won the Adelaide tournament. I think he's 18 or... or Kokonakis. Kokonakis, that's Kokonakis, it. Yeah. And I look at their demeanour and their brand. Is that something that Tennis Australia addresses, or is it something that their own staff addresses to create the product that they want to put out there for the public? And if so, is what's the difference between that and... And um, the ones that we don't favour too well. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I think it's it's a bag of snakes. You know, you just never know, like, what you're going to get when you open it up. And I think that's... Look, I think Tennis Australia has a lot of development in the early days. But then when they go off, they get their own team. Like, they might have some PR people around them. But I think at some point, uh, when you look at guys like, you know, Bernie and Nick, that they've made a lot of money. Uh, they've grinded it out on the tour for a few years, and I think maybe the the motivation is a bit low, and they just kind of, you know, their personalities come out, and whether you agree or disagree with it, with whatever they say or do. But you've got to realise, too, these guys are playing in an era of, like, unparalleled greatness, like with yep. Roger and Rafa and Novak and... And I think they just get to a point where, I mean, it's maybe a bit like Philippusis, where they enjoy the party life and it's uh, the tennis kind of becomes <laughs> secondary. But, but you know what? In the end, it's, it's exactly what you guys were saying before. You've got to take personal responsibility for yeah. your actions. And I think yeah. that's, the, that's the tricky part. And that's where the public, you know, they get the public offside a little, which is, uh, which is tricky. I just want to give you this analogy. I was watching the tennis last night and I thought, 
you know, this is so close to boxing where, and I'll tell you why. So you're out there by yourself in the ring. You know, at times you take everything that your opponent can dish up, but then you've got to drag yourself off the canvas and find something else, which, you know, I saw in the match between Osaka and Anisimova, the young 20-year-old American, and she survived two match points, but then had to dive deep and find something and get over the line and then calm herself and steady herself uh, on those big moments because there's been times gone by, I think it was Jana Novotna, who was so nervous in those big moments at Wimbledon, she couldn't even toss the ball up. I mean, it's that difficult and you're out there isolated. David, give us your thoughts. I just felt at times last night, it's, it's like a heavyweight boxing clash. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's exactly it, Steve. And I think... You know, it's interesting. I always think back to when Pat Rafter was playing a Davis Cup match at White City. He was playing the French. I think he was playing Cedric Peeling. And he went down two sets. He was down two sets to love. And he goes to the change of ends. And Nuke is sitting there at the change of ends, the team captain. And Nuke says to him, don't worry, this will be a war of attrition. And it was quite funny at the time because I think Rafter didn't know what attrition meant. (laughs) <laughs> and it was just, <laughs> it was just uh, but he pulled it out in five sets, and I yeah. think that's what happens in a lot of these matches. Like you're down, then you're up, and then you're down, and then I think it's just a matter of the last person standing. If you can hang around long enough, like get these matches to mm. the third set, get these matches to the fifth set, then you have a chance to pull it out, and I think that's exactly what you saw last night. Yeah, Buttes, doesn't it reveal character? Yeah, give me a tennis racket over a set of boxing gloves any day. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> all I know. Um, but nevertheless, you're right. It, it, and this is what makes the difference. And I think we see it time and time again with these, you know, the top 10 players in the world, that in those big moments, they are just that little bit more composed and they know when to bring out the big points. And, yeah. and that's why they, you know, they win 6-4. That's why they win 7-5. Yeah, that's, that's why they win the tie break 7-6. That's why I thought Osaka would get over the line mm. last night. I called it. I said, I just think that big match exposure will get her over the line here. But then the young American just found something, uh, found that composure in the big moments. Yeah, it was outstanding. So, Hawley, I want to touch on the, uh, the doubles. Um, Australia's had a, a great history of uh, great doubles uh, teams. The Woodby, uh, the Woodies, uh, the Mackers. McNamara, McNamara. And of 82, course, 82 Wimbledon champions, straight sets. They, yeah. they played against McEnroe, don't forget. Of course, the other Macca. And that, mate, now we're at, now we've got the special case, Kokonakis <laughs> and Kyrgios, who knocked out the, uh, the number one in the world, I think the Croatians. Yeah, I think that's the crazy thing. And you never know when two players team up. You never know the strength that each other brings to the court and how that's going to blend with the other player. And especially like in these situations when you're playing at home and you get that hometown crowd behind you and something just clicks. And I think you've seen that, like you guys mentioned, all the doubles teams of the past, something clicked along the way. And I think it was the same for Woodbridge and Woodford. I think those guys had other partners and they probably weren't doing that well. They get together and they go on this incredible slam run mm. but I think that's what it's like with, with the double K's you know they, they click each other's strengths complements the other one and then they, they knock out the top seed which is just uh, great to see and they bring the crowds that, that's pretty good too 
Um, do you think that some of these players are more attuned to like that team environment rather than that individual? I'm out there by myself. They great, rely great question. On that? Mm. Well, I tell you, look at all the players that have played Davis Cup, that have played Fed Cup, that haven't done much in their career up to that point. But for whatever reason, the team captain selects them. They end up playing for Australia. And there's something else that just motivates them more. Mm. It's like a light gets switched on and they reach this, this level that they've never reached before. And I think that's, that's, that can propel. And that's exactly what happened or after. Like he was having success in Davis Cup. Then he goes on this US Open run. Uh, you know, kind of out of nowhere, really. But, but it's that kind of thing that can, like you, as you say, you, you get really uh, a lot out of a team envir- environment, and then you can bring that uh, to your singles play, which which is hey, great. I've just got to say this. I don't know how David Hall is not working for Channel Nine commentary. Yeah, he yeah. he is the best analyst in the business. And I move a motion that David Hall gets a gig with Channel 9 in the future with Nine's wide world of sports uh, because you are in career best form. David Hall, round of applause, standing O for a six-time world champion. Thanks thanks so much for joining us, mate. We'll talk to you next week. I appreciate it. You guys are the best. Thanks for that. David Hall joining us.